Hey everyone, and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley, and this is DCI number 134. In this episode, Brian and I are talking to Lauren Siegel of Polyvex Interactive about their new game, Ace of Space. Ace of Space is a 3D space combat game in the vein of Star Fox and TIE Fighter, uh, but a lot goofier than both of those. The game is currently in the middle of its Kickstarter campaign, and you can find links to the Kickstarter as well as trailers in the show notes to this episode on DarkStation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Darkcast. How are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So glad to have you on the show with us today. Um, yeah. It, it's day. It's, well, it's it nighttime. Is, I don't know. It's, it's day-ish. It, Whatever. It's, it's, it's summertime. The sun does not, the sun's still not fully gone yet. That <laughs> is true. At least here on the, the golden east coast. Indeed. That is true. That is true. It, and it's, it's daytime somewhere. It's nighttime somewhere. Um, good time to you, wherever you are listening to this. Um, anyway, that's enough of my rambling. I'm on medication, so this should be a fun show. I'm just going to lean into the medication instead of, you know, whatever yep, don't else. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, well <laughs> Lord, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Um, we are here to talk about Ace of Space, but before we get into the game, let's talk a little bit about who you are and what you do at Polyvex Interactive. Yeah, so uh, I started up this studio uh, late last year. I've been uh, playing around with video games for on and off for pretty much all of my career. Uh, which spans like 10, 10 plus years now. Um, and uh, I've always wanted to be in doing video game stuff. And I was at uh, Amazon Web Services before doing, um, you know, cloud computing kind of stuff. And I, I decided that uh, it was time for a change. So I uh, quit my job last year and started up a game studio down here in Los Angeles. Um, and so uh, we're, we're a pretty small team right now. And um, we're just uh, two guys and we're sort of building this team. Uh, and uh, I'm sort of handling the programming slash uh, management of day-to-day stuff, and then, then you know, we're we're still we're still building it up. But um, our our company is Polyvex Interactive, and we've been around for about a year now. We're going to be going on a year in September, and uh, we've been sort of building out small games and uh, play testing games and sort of um, prototyping stuff as we as we build out um, as we build out our company. Awesome. That's yeah. very cool. So, uh, on the Kickstarter, there there are two main figures. There um, is that all of Polyvex right now, or yeah, that, that's 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 our current team right now. We're still we're still pretty young, um, and we're still we're, we're currently hiring for artists and stuff. So, if mm-hmm. you're an artist and you're interested, feel free to email us. We're we're kind of looking around and trying to find like the best fit for the project and and for the company in general because we want we want an artist that's going to stick around and and you know build be the team with us but uh yeah that's that's the team right now very cool very cool uh now did both of you work at amazon previously or how did the two of you kind of come together and start this we, venture? we are we are uh old friends uh former bandmates we used to be in a band together we used to be doing a bunch of other stuff together um i was at amazon he was uh in montreal actually um uh, my hometown and we were um we we're hanging out there but uh we always wanted to do video game stuff together so we finally decided to sort of do it and and we uh we 
were in the right place at the right time and we we decided to do it so that's that's how we we came back together okay very cool yeah. very cool um so did you uh, do you have any experience in game development prior to this? Did you go to school for computer programming, or what's, yeah, so what's I, your relationship to video games prior to politics? Right. So I've been I've been playing games all my life, but I've also been uh, toying with game development stuff all my life as well. Uh, I did go to school for software engineering uh, in in Canada, uh, and I do have a background in in tech and stuff like that. So I, I am familiar with with uh, the technical side of stuff, but I. I did. Uh, I basically I wanted to be a programmer because I played Quake. That was like mm. what got me into gaming, uh, and 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 programming at the same time. Um, and so I was playing around with the Quake engine as a kid. I was uh, writing my own 3D engines as a kid. Uh, and eventually, I, I when the iPad came out, we we wrote a small a small iPad game, um, put that out there, um, and uh, play building out small games here and there and stuff like that. That's sort of been my experience, but this is the first time I'm jumping in like full head on writing Unity and like getting getting really in depth into into game development. And it's it's been like a really fun time learning about how games have game development itself has changed over the last 10 years because it's changed a ton especially with Unity and stuff like that. So it's it's been fun to like relearn all this stuff. Mhm. Very cool. So with with that in mind, and you're you're kind of past grounded in this this technical technical kind of knowledge, um, yeah. tell me about Space Future. Space Future is bleak, uh, but it can be better if you um, destroy all the aliens. Uh, basically, the idea is that you get lost in this wormhole, you get sucked into this wormhole, and you're now stuck in a space future, which has been taken over by aliens. And uh, it is up to you, Mr. World War II pilot, flying a biplane in space to defeat all the advanced aliens and bring freedom to the galaxy. And that's the crazy, wacky, wild uh, world of Ace of Space. Now, is he, is, is this Ace of Space, as it were, is he able to, to kind of bring hell to the aliens because, one, knowing physics, they don't expect a biplane to work in space, and thereby he gets the drop on them? Um... That is part of it. Uh, mostly, he actually gets a friend, uh, Gary the Robot, and Gary the Robot is versed in space technology. He is from the future. Space future. Yes, the space future, uh, and he uh, he's helping him out along the way. It's sort of like this crazy Mr. Magoo type type thing where um, where Ace is is hap you know haplessly making his way across the galaxy and and like succeeding, but uh, kind of. <laughs> in in the way that like Mr. Magoo, those old cartoons used to work out, um, and so it's going to be a real real fun game. In that like it's it's fun. It's it's there's a lot of action. There's a lot of adventure, but it's also kind of like silly and and not too serious. Ace so that, just wants something to fly and something to shoot, and something to free. Yeah, and exactly. Free. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I think more important than than flying in space, how does Ace breathe in space? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, there's a there's a quick answer and the quick answer is is science. Okay. Yep. That's it's science. That's the best quick answer. All right. Mm -hmm. I, I was yep. I was gonna say Space that if future. if you didn't have an answer, then you should just go with the one where, for the same reason that Superman can breathe in space in the Christopher Reeve movies. Ah uh, yes, because, of course. You know, that's just how that works. Yeah. And no, we, time, we have a really yeah, exactly yeah things mm -hmm. yep. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we have we have a we have a solid answer for it, and you know, science I think is is a solid answer. Cover, covers all the the plot holes. It's just science. Yep, exactly science. We nice. figured by twenty seven seventy three, we would have figured that shit out by now. And if not yeah, us, exactly. the aliens for sure. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So it it happens somehow. He does it. Very nice. Now I, I like I, it. I, I I've got to ask this next question. So he goes into a wormhole, and he ends mm-hmm. up in twenty seven. 2773. Yes. What theory of time are you using for this? Or are we talking linear time? Are we talking circular? Uh, we, are, we are doing linear time. Okay. Uh, we, may, we may throw a curveball in there. We don't want to spoil too much of the story. Okay. But um, Feynman's interpretation of time, I would say. All right. <laughs> All right. That's, again, science. There we go. Yeah, All science. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so what kind of game is Ace of Space? Um, so, think of like Star Fox and Axe Cop had a baby and uh, made a video game. It's it's going to be kind of like that. So, it's going to be like this third person action type game where you're where you're piloting a, a plane or a spacecraft in space, um, similar to similar to Star Fox and similar to other the other those action type games, uh, X Wing, Tie Fighter type games. Um, but uh, but it's going to be like on a rail, and it's going to be more story based than than something like Tie Fighter. Uh, okay. So it's going to be you know kind of actiony, a lot of blowing up a lot of ships, going through cool little asteroids and stuff like that. Uh, that's that's the idea of the game. Okay. Now, how far you said that you guys have been around for for almost a year now, which yep. is crazy to think that if you started in September, that is indeed almost a year. When my mm-hmm. brain wants to think, oh, you started late last year, that means you're yeah. like two or three months old, right? No, no, the time has passed. That's nuts. Time has passed. Uh, but anyway, uh, just like in the the video game with with wormholes and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, see drugs. It's don't do them, kids. Even if they <laughs> give you to the give you them over a counter, they're bad. Um, but uh, how much of the game is currently built? Like, right. So uh, yeah. we're in a very early alpha. Basically, we've we've prototyped out some stuff, but we haven't really gone too far uh, because the story, because the game is very story based. Uh, we're not messing around too much with building out crazy prototypes and stuff like that because we know kind of what we want. Um, so we're, we're focusing more on the story aspect of things and building out the story and building out the, the characters themselves and build, doing some of the, the art concept work and stuff like that before we, before we start into the technical aspect of it. Um, uh, and that's just because we also want to see sort of what we also want to build it collaboratively with, with, the, with the community. So as, as, our, as we talk about Kickstarter, we'll start probably talk about that. But uh, we sort of want our Kickstarter collaborators or Kickstarter backers involved in the process. Uh, so we don't want to get too far ahead of the game um, uh, in making it and like ha- not have them have a say. So a lot of that is going to come down to we're going to do like polls and stuff. On uh, our for our backers on like what what names the characters are and and you know what kind of things they might want to see in the game. Okay, very cool. Uh, now you talked a lot about you know wanting a, kind of a heavy emphasis on a very fun story. Um, yeah. I don't think that would come to mind to most people when you think about games like <clears throat> excuse me uh, Star Fox or you know um, X Wing Tie Fighter stuff like right. that. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there something kind of similar that you could point to that? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine that you're wanting to go like, 
Mass Effect, you have, you know, multiple versions of Gary with you and your squad. You can romance one version of Gary. Or maybe right. maybe that is what you're wanting to go to. I don't know. Uh, what, um, yeah, what we're of, keeping it yeah. pretty liminar, li- linear. Um, actually, uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon, have you, have you guys played that? It just came out. I watched that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be a lot like that, and that there's there's gonna be a story, and it's gonna be fun, and it's gonna be like an interesting story. But the gameplay is kind of the the, the focus as well. So like it's, okay. it's it's a little both. It's it's more in depth than Star Fox, but not quite as in depth as of the of as Mass Effect or, or something like some uh, sure. Skyrim in space or Fallout. Actually, like we don't wanna, we don't. Next, it's like okay, I gotta know yeah. which direction you're heading as far as humor goes here. Yeah, exactly. So it's gonna be. Absurdist type humor, yeah. Space future Kung Fury. Just... <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Kung Fury, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also, just if you want to have a romanceable Gary in your game, then you can totally that's take a... that uh, okay, suggestion that's pro suggestion. bono. That's that's take that to the bank. That... Right. <laughs> we might we might use that. <laughs> now, mentioned on there, obviously we're going to have the fun characters. It says that I'm being promised here. Famous YouTubers for voices. Uh, yes. So uh, we actually are talking to a couple of YouTube uh, pseudos. Uh, I guess they're they're really famous. Personalities, you know, influencers, personalities, influencers, <laughs> personalities. Uh, Epic Mealtime is is on is on uh, is on board with it. So Harley Mornstein of Epic Mealtime and and the rest of the Epic Mealtime guys are are interested in, in getting involved. We have Pamela Horton of Gamer Next Door, uh, who's who's also really psyched about it. Uh, and we're and we're talking to other people about getting them involved too. So we kind of want to do this thing where it's like for gamer for gamers by gamers type thing. So we have a lot of YouTube celebrities that people know and and can and have watched play other games and they're getting involved with voices and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of a very collaborative type game. Very cool. Now you've mentioned, uh, I guess, getting into kind of the Kickstarter thing. Uh, I think one of the dreams for most Kickstarter campaigns is that the community would be very involved. And in a lot of ways, it seems like you know, obviously, you can get feedback when you play the the beta or something, or if you spend a thousand dollars or more, then maybe you can help design a level or a weapon or you know, a boss or something like that. It sounds like you're wanting somewhere in between kind of that level of participation from the community. What what are you actually wanting to get from community participation with making the game? Um, yeah, so well we want we want to use the community as a sounding board. We also want them involved so that, you know, like it's it's we don't we think that it's gonna be funnier if they're if they're involved and, and like sort of enjoying the jokes as they come out. So we're gonna be sharing some of the stuff and some of the content. We don't wanna share all of it because we don't wanna kill all the jokes. You can't just like share all your jokes and then it won't be funny. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna be sharing some of the stuff and, and, and polling people on what they think, what directions we might wanna go in uh, to, you know, to, to use, use the community as a sounding board and, and give them kind of the game that they want uh, rather than the game that we want and they don't because we want to give them what they want and we don't want to give them what they don't want. So hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that's a good policy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, how's, the, how's kind of the response been to that? Because I know like earlier this year, or at least I think it was this year, um, John Carmack, like, yeah. you know, hair god and arguably one of the, the, you know, pillars upon which the modern FPS is built upon. Right, and my uh, hero. Decided, 
Exactly. Oh, yeah, Romero, Romero, not Carmack. That's right. I'm thinking. Uh, I was okay. gonna say uh, no, like Carmack's. Yeah. Yeah. Carmack is no, no, not a hair Romero, god. Hair god. Yeah. <laughs> hair god. Excellent hair. Um, he he decided he wanted to go the Kickstarter route with a new FPS he was working on, and they pulled it because they didn't have something ready for the public to play. Um, uh, how's kind of the response been? You know, with your wanting to bring in everybody to kind of get them involved in that process, but not really have anything beyond kind of like that you know the the kind of initial that that super alpha phase right, right for it right uh, yeah so i'm not gonna lie in it like it's 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 definitely uh, more challenging to get mm -hmm. a game through if if you have less content obviously i mean it's sort of like this double-edged sword where if you you have the game done then you don't really need kickstarter and if you don't have the game done then it's hard to sort of get kickstarter because yeah. it's hard to sort of show. So we're trying to do sort of thread the needle in the middle and, and get enough content that we can say, like, here's, here's what you guys are going to get. Uh, follow us along on the journey. You guys are really going to like the, the end product. And, and so far, the, the response has been pretty good. We've been getting some good feedback from it. Um, obviously, we, uh, it would have been great if we had more content. Um, but, you know, you can always say that with, with any game, pretty much. Any, any Triple C games could say that. It's... Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I mean we're we're pretty happy with what with what we're showing off and what we're what we want to do and uh, we think and we're confident in what we want to build and and the feedback has sort of been in that in that vein so we're happy with it. That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. With the uh, um, with, with kind of as crazy as as, as Kickstarters are um, and they go, um, what what's kind of the future? You know what, what's the future looking like immediately if you guys do make it. Um, what what's the future if, if if you if for some reason you don't make it? Yeah, so uh, we we definitely have. Uh, I guess I'll start with the the um, the bad outcome first because I want to end on a good note. Um, but uh, if you yes, know, if, yes. if, if, end if, positively, absolutely, exactly, yeah. If if it doesn't work out, um, there are definitely other options we can we can take to sort of get the game to where we want to be and and sort of uh, get it out there. Um, it would definitely be better if we have a community built around it. But um, we definitely have roads avenues to like sort of get uh you know more standard distribution channels for for the game uh so we're, we're working those angles and trying to get that stuff done um, even worst worst possible scenario this is not the last time the last we see of ace of space uh it, it hopefully isn't the last we see of ace of space if it really really doesn't work out uh we may come back with another game that we think is even better than ace of space because uh, we have awesome other ideas as well, so we're not just a one-trick pony here, um, and we we have some pretty good ideas. We had some. We actually were prototyping a couple games when we came out with Ace of Space, and we were like, "This is way funnier. We're going to do this first. Um, so we have some other ideas in the works that we were we kind of like shelved for now. So we might we may decide that uh, the world is not ready for Ace and come back with another game. Or uh, we may try to uh, figure out another way to, to, to make it work if, if we don't get Kickstarter. Uh, to, to but work. positive spin now. You positive. guys get Kickstarter. What, yeah. Where's the future go? What's, what's the, build me a map here. Um, I mean, we're ready to go full time on this. We're ready to like jump in as soon as uh, as soon as like the Kickstarter happens. We can start. We're going to start the green light process. We're going to start development. We're going to start um, looking looking seriously for artists. Get those people on board and, and get them up to date on what we're doing. Uh, start pulling people for for ideas on stories and stuff like that. We're ready to we're ready to jump in full full hog on on this as soon as as soon as it, as it happens if it happens. 
So um, that, that's that's sort of the positive note. And we're, we're ready to hit our, our timeline. I'm pretty good at estimating things. And uh, and we've done we've run the numbers. We've talked to a lot of people in the community, uh, and and we think we're pretty confident that we could hit our our timeline of, of 12 to 18 months on this development cycle. So we're ready to just jump in and make it happen if it a if magical it happens. space future awaits. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. Space future is always what awaits us. Yeah, it always is. It's coming, just like the eventual heat death of the universe. <laughs> yeah. Space future. <laughs> So is that what most of the um, money goes towards is kind of, uh, you know, the Polyvex team being able to do this full time and then being able to hire um, additional artists and whatnot? Yeah, um, basically pretty much game development is, is all about paying people <laughs> it's like the most it's it is the most expensive part is, is the is the people so most of the money is just going to go to sort of helping us helping us get the right artists and talent and stuff like that um and definitely it is going to to like to helping us full-time as, as as we do this project um because we do want to do it full-time we don't want to just like half-ass it um so sure. our, our our goal is basically to go in full-time and, and that's what we're sort of looking for um and and we're also looking for you know stuff like soundtrack and getting getting uh, musicians on board to do to do extra work like that like uh, like uh, audio and and sound design um, so some of that some of that money is there um, and uh, and and if you if you're curious if people are listening or curious we have like a, a fairly extensive breakdown of our budget uh, we did quite a bit of research on like how much money we're going to spend where and and we figured out a pretty good estimates of what we need for for everything and there's a pretty good breakdown of the budget on the kickstarter page uh from the video i believe it was mostly burgers and pizza right yes uh that's okay. what i was yeah exactly yeah that's, so the, the breakdown right. is basically burgers and pizza yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> no no need to make things too complicated yeah exactly so. <laughs> we have to we have to feed our we have to feed our talent somehow indeed and I mean that you know starving artists. What what's the way to make them not starving? Feed them. Yep. Then they'll make art. Exactly. Boom. <laughs> Problem solved. Um, so what are some of the <clears throat> excuse me? Uh, what are some of the rewards that backers can get for backing Ace of Space? So we have everything from stickers to um, to the game. Obviously, you can get the game. You can get the game for cheaper than it's going to be on the store. Uh, if you jump in now, it's, it's five dollars off, which is twenty five percent off. So that's a big deal, um, and we have we have those uh, limited editions. We have limited edition uh, soundtrack content. We have concept art that we're going to be uh, sending out if you if you if you get that reward level. Uh, we also have sick lunch boxes, eighty style lunch boxes, which I'm really psyched about because those are those are awesome and in style totally. Um, we also have physical soundtracks, and uh, we have a leather jack leather jackets that you can get with Ace of Space embroidered on the back, which are going to be also pretty sick. So we have a lot of like uh, you know flight flight themed, biplane themed, uh, 80s themed uh, rewards that are kind of cool that you guys should check out. Very cool. Uh, now, one thing you mentioned a lot of '80s things right there. Mm -hmm. We we haven't we've talked about obviously Ace is from like World War II. He's got yeah. the the cool bomber bomber jacket. He's in a biplane, all that kind of stuff. What kind of future is he going to though? Obviously, it's space future, but is it like '80s inspired space future? Is it like '50s inspired? Is it like Lost in Space kind of space future? What it's, what kind of future it, are we going to? 
It's uh, it's uh, we decided that the 40s and 50s were too depressing for us, so we're going for like an 80s style space future. Okay. Um, we uh, we, we think it's we think there's a lot more absurdity and a lot more neon lights, and we like neon lights and stuff like that. So we're gonna go with like an 80s 80s version of of space future. It's gonna be very like 80s. Uh, 80s inspired, lots of lots of banging rock music and and stuff like that. So that's that's sort of the the, um, the artistic style of what we're going for right now. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Now, having been in a band, are you guys hoping to contribute to the music in any way, or? Well, we did do the uh, the uh, gameplay trailer music. We did uh, so uh, we wrote that one. Okay. Uh, so we are going to be jumping in here and there on soundtrack stuff. Obviously, it's going to be a matter of resources, so we don't know if we can really devote our time to writing a whole soundtrack. We might have to find other people to help us out with that. So, um, but we we do uh, we do have a little expertise there, and so we might jump in for a couple of things here and there. It'll definitely be fun for us. I had a lot of fun writing uh, writing that music for the for the uh, the intro. So, sweet. Um, now you mentioned uh, a little bit ago as well, uh, you know, going on Steam um, and whatnot. Uh, are you hoping to go early access with that, so that you know, even if you miss the the Kickstarter, then you know you could purchase the game on early access, or is that um, right? We, we you guys are hoping to go. We were thinking about early access. I don't know if uh, this is the right kind of game for early access again because it's it's a linear story and it's mm-hmm. you know it's uh, we you don't want to sort of ruin the story in early access um, in sure. having people play it when it's like not done. So we kind of we kind of are looking at this sort of in the in the sense of that this is like one work that we want to finish and just complete. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so we don't want to do early access. Of course, it depends on you know what happens with the Kickstarter, but. Um, there might be a way to make something like early access work where we provide um, a different version of the game to early access, which I don't think has ever been done before. Where we sort of provide like, you know, playable demo levels where we don't necessarily complete them and then we just surprise you with the final product when it's done uh, and then use that as, as the sounding board to, to play test those features as we go. That would be a, a fun way to do it where we could still sort of fund the project as we go. Um, but uh, ideally, we would ideally we would we would finish it up and 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 get beta access to the to the backers who have beta access and then just sort of release it as a as a final version. That would be our ideal scenario. Gotcha. Okay. And the uh, the Stanley Parable did a, a demo. Ver- they didn't do early access, but the the demo is actually a completely different exactly, like, section yeah. of the game that uh, that you don't play if you actually play the paid version. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's 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 probably what we would do. Because I, I think that that fits the. That it sounds like it's probably a story game, so it, I think that yeah. fits that that fits what we would want to be doing. So we might do that. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, well, Brian, do you have any more questions before we go into the end game? No, I think we're good to go for the uh, for the end game. Um, like we explained kind of at the beginning, um, we like to end uh, with a bit of a questionnaire, just something more uh, aimed toward you, uh, and not really the, the you know the studio or the game. Um, cool. Just to, to kind of get a final, final look in your head and, and find out where we placed you. Okay. So we can all judge you silently or not so silently because we're actually <laughs> here talking to you. But that's okay. Right. But yeah, we'll, we'll get listeners started. can judge you silently. Yeah, yeah. listeners yeah, can right. judge me silently because they they <laughs> yeah. can't talk right now. Exactly. No. Nope. <laughs> well, they can talk. Well, they just comment. They can, oh, they can talk all they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So question number one: 
Who is your favorite video game protagonist? Uh, ooh, I would say Link uh, from Zelda. Link, you know, from Zelda. Uh, he was the I think the first game I ever played was was Zelda on uh, Nintendo in 80, 80, 89 or something. 80, 90, 91, something like that. First game I ever played, and yeah, I loved those. it. That sounds good. Some sounds Excellent. about right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First game I ever played, uh, loved it. it. I got lost in that story. I think he was my hero for a bit of time with his sword and everything, and his cool hat and his green, you know, his little his little like dress thing that he wore <laughs> when it was cool <laughs> to wear that. <laughs> You're right, the little green tunic thing he's got. Yeah, the yeah. tunic thing. Yeah, exactly. When it was cool to wear that kind of stuff in the nineties. Uh, do you have a favorite Link? Uh, either Super Nintendo uh, or Nintendo Link's, uh, Zelda's. And also, I really like Link to the Past. It's weird, but I, I really like Link to the Past. I think it's a really interesting game that is underrated, but that's that's one of my favorites, too. Excellent. Flipping the coin, um, the next question, who's your favorite antagonist? Uh, the Portal Boss? Uh the the computer GLaDOS? part yeah Glados yeah nice. I think okay. I think yeah I think she's uh, I love I love that story that's an awesome story and I I love I love how um, quirky and funny she is as well as evil so I think she's one of my favorites um, yeah I'll go with that one not not a bad choice at all uh, question number three I'm kind of going positive here um, what what is a kind of like a a smaller trend or aspect of video games today you hope could get um, uh, bigger in the future? Something that maybe, you know, one or two people are doing that you'd like to see kind of spread? Okay. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, I think so, I guess one or two people are doing is is a little unfair because a lot of, a, a, a number of people are doing this, but um, I think um, H1Z1's sort of Battle Royale kind of um, the multiplayer aspect. I think multiplayer is becoming more interesting these days. I think uh, multiplayer is sort of—it's more than just here's a here's an arena and put people in an arena and let them fight each other. And sort of these open world games that are, that are happening, I think they're really interesting. And I think um, I think it would be cool to see those sort of interesting dynamics in multiplayer gaming sort of get more interesting and like uh, evolve into something that's that's like scalable and and to a point where we can actually you know get h1z1 out of early access and like a real game that people will play that you know my friends would play that don't necessarily play computer games and get those is into it like play. is it the the survival or like community aspects of that that it's, you find most interesting h1z or? have you have you played h1z1 not that one in particular no in or fact Days i can't even, i don't even know if i've even watched kind of streams of that one at all right H1Z1 is weird in that, like, it's this random, it's this random cohabitation of people who all are against you and uh, with you. It's like this weird dynamic in multiplayer gaming that I uh, that you really don't see that often. Where it's it, it is sort of this survival thing, but it's also not because people don't really survive with each other. It's like playing Rust or um, or Daisy or H1Z1 where. At the end of the day, everyone wants to kill you, but sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll group up with you. It's like uh, survive, playing Survivor, you know. Uh -huh. uh, it's this really interesting dynamic in, in multiplayer games that 
usually it's it's very clear cut. Like someone either wants to kill you or be friends with you, right? Uh, I think H one Z one's interesting in that. Like occasionally you you make up these weird pairings of people who want to kill you, but at this moment don't. they're not going to. Yeah, exactly. Or they're it's, not it's even really, gonna try. Yeah, exactly. Really interesting dynamics of multiplayer that I, that you don't really see that often, and I think I, I'd lo- I'd love to see that in more games. Okay, that certainly makes sense. Um, next question, uh, kind of flipping the coin on this one as well. Um, are there any like uh, uh, like tropes or aspects of video games that you'd like to see just go away? Uh, Cutscenes, <laughs> and I say that oh, okay. I say that knowing I say that knowing. Full so you're going well. into a linear storytelling video game. Yeah, I say okay. that knowing full well. So here's the thing about let me let me let me finish. Um, I, I uh, there are cutscenes. There are times when cutscenes are just so overwhelmingly annoying that they just are absolutely game breaking. I would say, um, and and the 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 fact that the fact that I'm so opposed to those is exactly like why I I think that our cutscenes are going to be so awesome because I am so sensitive to to like bad and annoying cutscenes that when we put in cutscenes in our game, we're going to make sure that they're you know, additive to the to the game, and not necessarily like in your face, annoying, and takes you takes you out of the game when you're when you're in the middle of playing something. So nothing nothing Kojima esque, where you you might as well yeah. just go get some popcorn because you were going to exactly. Be there a while. Yeah, yeah. We're not. Our plan is not to do that. We want to we want to make you know at the end of a level, you beat a boss, you get a cutscene, you can sit down for a couple minutes and take a break. But we're not gonna we're not gonna stop in the middle of the game of the of the level to be like, oh, and here's the the boss that you need to get to. Let me spend a minute and a half telling you how to do that in in a form of a cutscene. I, I I'm really not a fan of those things. Will you be able to skip cutscenes in Ace of Space? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, for the people who don't care about those cutscenes, I that's perfectly fine for you to skip them. I was just playing Grand Theft Auto Five today on my computer, and I'm skipping those cutscenes because I've already played the game. Uh, I think Grand Theft Auto does it pretty well in that, like, they have a story. It is a, it is a cinematic type story, so there is cut there are cutscenes there, but they don't sort of like force you to watch them. And if you skip them, you still get the they still tell you exactly what to do. You don't miss anything story wise. So we're gonna you know, we're gonna try to do it like that where you're not missing anything if you skip cutscenes. Sure. Excellent. That's I think that's the first time we've ever gotten like cutscenes. I think so as a, as an answer to that. And that was a very that was a very cogent argument. Mm. On that, I like I like that uh, I like that answer a lot. Uh, question number five, going a little bit off the rails. Um, you you know you kind of told us earlier you've been in video games since you were little. Yeah, you know make, playing playing Quake, playing with the Quake engine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know rocket jumping into space future. Um, yes. If you had the chance uh, and no restrictions, is there any other profession you'd like to try? Ooh. Um, I wanted to be I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I was when I was like 13. I wanted to join like the military and be a fighter pilot. I don't think I want to anymore, but maybe space like go into space, be an astronaut. That'd be cool. I think most people want to be astronauts. That's easy. Um, would you Would you consider going to Mars? Uh, would I consider going to Mars? No, I don't think so. No. Not until Not until they can get us back. How about that? Okay. Okay. That's fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Would, you don't want to would be, you be interested here, but... in? Would you be interested in sciencing the shit out of stuff, though? Yeah. So actually, yeah, I would. I would probably have been like another type of scientist if I wasn't like a computer scientist. I probably would have been like an entomologist or something. something I was like, specifically oh, more thinking. 
I was thinking sciencing the shit out of stuff on Mars. Oh, on Mars. Ar archaeology cool Archaeology on Mars yeah. would be cool. Yeah. Like, there's probably nothing to archaeologify on <laughs> Mars. All the, all the, there's all the protean stuff up there. It's, it's come on. <laughs> We're uh, in the space future hey, now. You can, you can find the uh, the first Mass Effect relay up there. So. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. That's true. That's true. You're well, right. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, archaeology would be fun. I always, I sometimes see myself as like, sometimes I'm just gonna leave and go to Egypt and like, and like, uh, you know, put a brush to sand and just get lost life. among the catacombs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Swap out golden idols for bags exactly. of sand. Yeah. yeah. Indiana Jones on Mars, Mass Effect. <laughs> this is yeah. I'm oh, totally wait. in for this. We're making up games now. I like yeah, this. <laughs> and and great career paths as well. Exactly. <laughs> Mar does Mars have a higher gravity or lower gravity? I forget. Uh, uh, lower gravity. It's I think smaller. It's lower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you could you could run Colder. a few, jump a little further across those chasms. Yeah. 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 I like yeah, that. Indiana Jones meets um, John Carter of Mars. This is better. Wow. This is amazing. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question, uh, the penultimate question. Um, if you had the chance uh, to play any video game again for the first time, uh, what would it be? Ooh, for the first time, so like I don't know the story anymore? Yeah, like you could just go back and, and enjoy it. And enjoy it like the, like the first time. So Yeah, like the first time you picked it up, like you were like, man, this half, is the most amazing thing ever. Right, so Half-Life 1 or Portal were like the two craziest stories that like just change in the middle and you're like, oh crap, this just happened. I think those are like the, some of the most seminal moments of gaming for me where I was like, oh wow, this is, a, this is a serious story where like something crazy just happened. I think those, those two games, if I could forget that I know uh, what happens in those games, I would go back in time and, be like, and play those again forever. Just be like, oh, this game is awesome like perpetually into into the future. There was a there was a hard second there where Skype kind of scratched when you oh, said no. and then there was a number and I oh. thought for a second it said Half Life Three and I was like, Yes, we are in space <laughs> right now. Let us go for it. Tell me about Half Life Three. <laughs> oh sorry, yeah, did I mention I I <laughs> No, right. no Half Life Three. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a secret that I'll have to wait till another podcast. Yeah, that's I fine. can't I can't tell you about that. Yeah. Space future. <laughs> uh, final question. We've reached the end. Final question. Um, at the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and uh, Good Toad is there to greet us with the book of our deeds, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in? Um. Hmm. Oh wow. Um. What I just said. What I just said. Hmm. Oh wow. Uh, I guess you can go. That's what he would say. Yeah. He would just be like, "Huh? Okay. You can go." That's what he would tell me. Space future, huh? <laughs> yeah. I did, didn't expect you to make it. All right. Well, not, not going to argue with the the book. All right. Bully for you. Excellent. I like that. I like that. Almost a stunned silence. Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Well, that was, that's the end, Lauren. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, why don't you take us home, dude? All right. Well, Lauren, thank you again for joining us on the Darkcast. Glad to have you on the show. If you could send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Ace of Space. 
Right. So hit up polyvex.io. You can hit our website. Uh, we have a link to Ace of Space there. You could uh, go to kickstarter.com and search for Ace of Space. Uh, and you could find our Kickstarter, which is currently live, and you could donate and get a cool lunchbox and cool other stuff and help us make the game. Excellent. Sounds great. Well, wish you the best of luck as you guys finish out the Kickstarter and uh, go into development on Ace of Space and bring us into space future. Yep. Thank you, guys. 